0: This is a Soulfire production. On today's episode, I am chatting with one of my favorite people on the planet, Christina Glickman. If you don't already know Christina Glickman, you're going to fall in love with her just being in her energy. She is the most loving, caring, vibrant human I have ever met. And we connected through a mastermind we were both in was that last year at this point i don't even know what time is but that's how we really got to know each other and christina is like superwoman she is a mother of four she is a tedx speaker she hosts her own podcast called extra life and style unscripted which i highly recommend it is one of the few podcasts i Listen to and Love. She is also an author of the best-selling book Extra: The Art of Being and founder of the women's movement The Extra Love Army. Christina's work is all about supporting women in reclaiming their voices and showing up as their most authentic selves and in this episode we talk a lot about confidence and just owning it and and doing the thing and going after what you want and really, you know, how to live a life a little bit extra, she calls it, and that's extra without an E. What I love about Christina, and we talk about this in the episode, is she's so unexpected, like such a surprise where she is a fashion addict. She is super into fashion. She has a very distinct, iconic look. We talk about her hair and she wears, you know, her vibrant colors and her big puffy sleeves. And every time she gets on a Zoom call, I'm always like, wow, this woman's wardrobe is next level amazing and she just owns it and she goes for it and i think often you know people who are really expressive with their style you expect them to have this kind of big booming personality and christina certainly has a very strong presence but it's this like gentler softer energy that feels like love and peace and a warm hug and this this like divine feminine mothering energy that i just love. i just adore her and i love how it kind of uh we talk about this. it's like you you don't expect always what you get with her. she's so unapologetically herself, which is why i adore her so much and just respect her so much and i think she's a great example of you can be unapologetically yourself and it doesn't mean you need to be this like super loud, super extroverted you know, loudest voice in the room kind of energy. We all get to be ourselves. And that's really what her work is all about is giving you permission to be yourself and show up with confidence, no matter what that looks like for you and just really be the most authentic version of you. There is so much good stuff in this episode. Like I feel like you're gonna go through this episode and not expect where we go from building confidence, Her accidental haircut that gave her this iconic look that she has now all the way to when a man came into her house with an ax and how she asked him to leave. I mean, we go all over the place here. It's such a great episode. So I'm really excited for y'all to tune in and connect further with Christina. I cannot recommend her TEDx talk enough. We will link it in the show notes. Please watch her, her TEDx. It's so incredible. And her book is amazing. Her podcast is amazing. You're going to want to dive into all things Christina Glickman. All of those links will be in the show notes. And if you want to connect with her on Instagram, you can just go to at Christina Glickman and everything will be uh, from there. So I'm just really excited to jump in to today's show. Before we do that, the main update for me this week is don't forget it is the last month to uh, get into No BS Biz School, which has been my signature business coaching program. I'm putting this content in the vault after the last day of April. And to celebrate the closeout, we're having a two day virtual live immersion on the 21st and 22nd. So if you are enrolled in Biz School, you will get access to that. You can come live, you can watch the recordings, you can send in questions, but it's gonna be a great time to really get, you know, full access to me and connect with the community in a more, you know, person to person, or I guess, Zoom experience. It's gonna be a lot of fun and you'll get lifetime access to the course materials. But again, the last day to sign up is going to be the last day of April 2022. And this course teaches you everything from a strategy to energetics when it comes to building an aligned business. So, if you are running a service based business, specifically if you are a coach, a healer, a trainer, a nutritionist, you know, anyone in that kind of capacity, we're going to map out step by step how to build and scale the business, starting from a one on one model to you know group programs and memberships and all those different options how to price things sales calls how to coach effectively but then also all of the energetics of running a business balancing a masculine and feminine energy manifesting money brain rewiring for abundance which is probably the most transformational part of this course so we really cover it all you can head to bit.ly nobsbizschool to get all the details find out everything that's included as well as check out countless testimonials from graduates. People have gotten incredible results that really speak for themselves, going from zero dollars, no business broke to making 40, 50, 60K within three months. It is absolutely possible to build a six-figure, multiple six-figure, seven-figure business without burning yourself out. (laughs) It doesn't have to take as much time as you think. Unfortunately, most people just don't, don't learn how. And so I packaged it all up into this course and people have gone through this and told me that have learned more here than they have in 10 years of business coaching people have literally told me that which is what i want i really want to you know give it all to you so you have a complete map for everything from the uh the strategic logistics side of building the business but then also the energetic mindset piece so again you can go to bit.ly nobiusbizschool to learn more check it out enroll if it does call to you again it's going in the vaults after this month, so it it literally is the last chance to get this content as it is. And yeah, I'm really excited to welcome more people into the family we're gonna have a big party on April 21st and 22nd, it's gonna be amazing. So that is my update for you today and I won't make you wait any longer. I'm really excited to dive into all things confidence and being extra, being all of yourself. So sit back and enjoy this conversation with my amazing friend, Christina Glickman. So if you've ever seen me with a suitcase, you know I don't pack light because anywhere I go, I literally fill half my suitcase with boxes of element. I'm not joking. I just got back from Santa Fe as I record this. I was there for a week. It was amazing. And literally lived off Element. I feel like whenever I travel, it just deepens my appreciation for Element electrolytes. It's so hard to find a clean electrolyte. And this is why I'm obsessed with Element. There's no added sugar, artificial ingredients or coloring and it tastes delicious. It took me a long time to figure out that a lot of the weird symptoms I was dealing with, like headaches and cravings, always being hungry, retaining water in my legs, feeling exhausted and not sleeping well, were all electrolyte imbalances. And if you're on a whole foods-based diet, if you're on a low carb diet, If you exercise a lot, if you're pretty active, if you do a lot of energy work, if you're doing a lot of vibrational shifting and energy work in that aspect, you got to pay attention to your electrolytes. There's a reason why intuitives and energy healers drink a ton of water and are living off of electrolytes. I feel like my body doesn't even absorb water unless I have electrolytes. In there and i'm not on a low carb diet anymore i used to do keto low carb i'm i'm on a very high carb diet but it's whole foods based and i swear adding an element has totally changed my life it's also a must for travel shifting elevation i keep multiple packs in my purse at all time i keep them in my car they're everything there's a reason why element is chosen by navy seals teams U.S. Olympics teams, NFL teams, NBA players, and everyday health and wellness junkies. I'm going to be honest, the main reason why I even tried these to begin with was because the co-founder Rob Wolf is somebody that I've always trusted. He's somebody who really got me into paleo and the whole foods-based movement. And I know how deep in the science he is and how picky he is about ingredients and how particular he is in terms of his own performance. And that's why I ended up trying them. Before that, I was really not into electrolytes and i immediately got hooked if you haven't tried element yet you need to get your hands on them my favorite flavors are the citrus salts the watermelon and the raspberry they're so good and i also put the chocolate in my coffee every day it's incredible so if you want to try these out you can get a free sample pack you just pay shipping which is about five dollars for us orders if you go to drinkelementcom ctc and that's spelled d-r-i-n-k lmnt.com slash ctc. That will get you a sample pack that has eight packets, two citrus, two raspberry, two orange, and two unflavored. Just pay shipping and you can try them out risk-free. And after you get your sample pack, be sure to tag me on social media and let me know what your favorite flavor was. But I'm so glad you brought that up because I was trying to explain this to somebody Uh, recently. I had this moment and it all it all correlated with like the book, the book yeah. launch. And after that, there was this huge rebirth. And there was a, a day I woke up and I looked at a picture for me from like the week before. And I was like, who is that? Yeah. That's not me. And I walked into my closet and I thought these aren't my clothes. Like this isn't me anymore. And I had this overwhelming urge to just delete everything throw out yes. everything else old. And yes. I was telling my friends and they're like, I think you're being dramatic. And I'm like, no, I'm oh. literally looking at this picture and it, it's not me.
1: Mm -mm. I literally, that's, I understand that. I mean, (laughs) when I even look back to, I have those, those markers right before Ted or before, and I look back, I'm like, I, I, so, and not that I don't like resonate with that person, but I have changed so dramatically. And I always say like, I hope I always feel that way. It doesn't have to be a milestone, like for you launching a book, but I hope I'm always evolving at such a level that I can look back and say, that was a totally different version of me. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I learned that though. I wasn't always that way. And I, I hope that that's what we always do.
0: Yeah. Well, I've, I'm like, there's a piece of me. I don't know. It's like, I'm going to have to get used to that, right? Because there are always yeah. going to be things when I think about well, like me in 20 years, I'm going to have look back and like, there's going to be a picture on my book of me now, or there's oh. you know a lot of my old programs. I think that was part of my issue. I'm like, that literally doesn't look like me or sound like me. My voice literally oh. sounds different. Yeah. And now I understand why I have a couple of, Uh, Mentors who everything they do, there's no video, and they're like, they're and they and I asked one about it, and she said it's just because I change so much, and that makes me feel like I can like these older programs. I still resonate with more because there's no video attached, Mm -hmm. so it's just like I don't know. I think about even old YouTube videos. I mean, I don't want to just keep deleting everything every time I feel like I change, but it's
1: it's a it's a weird feeling. It's a weird thing, but it's also, I think, these markers in time. Like if I look back at my book now, at some of even like the outfit choices, like I cringe beyond all. Like I'm like, that is so ugly. I cannot, how did that even <laughs> the book? And oh, then God. but then I realize like, but that's okay. Like, isn't that what we're supposed to do? So I'm now trying to just embrace that that is the cringe. Um, and that if anything, it's like a celebration that I have that I've evolved. Like 100%. that's a good thing, but I get it. I get it completely. No,
0: I was like, I was looking at old photos from like late high school and early college and looking at what I was wearing. And I'm like, honestly, this is so great. Like I wouldn't, I can't believe I wore that. And it's just so amazing because it represents, it just represents that time and like where I was at. And like, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it for the world. And I think what it brought up for me was I was thinking about how at different big events I'll hear people around me be like, well, no, I I don't want to look back on photos of that and see that. And I'm like, I don't, I don't agree with that. Like, right. I don't and know where are at?
1: No, and it's probably going to not surprise you that for me, I look at it the other way, which is like, oh, I'm gonna give it all I got. You yes. want something, you want me to go big? I'm, I'm gonna go big. And I think about that again, even like with my TED talk, cause my sleeves are like giant balloon sleeves. And I'm like, I'm gonna look back on that. I'm like, were you on crap? Like, why <laughs> would you do that on a stage like that? But I thought, no, like this is where I am right now. You know, like my hoops that like tigers could jump through them. Oh I'm like, if you know, like screw it. I mean, this is where I am right now, and it almost is like, again, it's like the license for me to keep pushing it further. Yeah, because I think I like that. You looking back at high school, that is going to be, you know. Yeah. It's totally going to be my entire life. And and the other thing I will say on this is that, because I'm older than you, much older than you, that as the years go on, I'm joking because my hair is getting taller. It's getting lighter, My glasses are getting bigger. I'm going to lose all perspective. Like my kids laugh at me all the time. They're like, um, you just are like getting more outrageous. I'm like, I know that is the beauty, I love of, it. The beauty of aging. It's like you that's, do care. That's
0: what I aspire to be. It's so interesting because... I don't know. It's very interesting. I was uh, reflecting on this this morning. Like we literally have the same name, you know? And, and the more I've gotten to know you, I'm like, she's like, I feel like we're, we are so similar, our personalities and just like going for it and being big and like all in. And even just before, when we were talking about, you know, our uh, create our creative habits and how we are in business. Like we're just so similar. And so it's really cool for me to see you and, uh, you know, where you're at now and like, and and also I just really respect and admire like Mm -hmm. you as a mother. It's something that's always stood out to me, like since I uh, first met you and as I got to, to know you more and, uh, yeah, that's just something that I, it's so unique. I feel like with with you, like I just the the way that you mother and your relationship with your kids and your family, like I'm gonna I get teary eyed mm-hmm. thinking about it just because like your depth of love and also the example you set in terms of like be all of you and do the damn thing and go for it mm-hmm. and the space you hold for that with you know your family but also everybody around you you know you just like hold that energy and I feel that mm-hmm. from you like you're energy when I'm just talking to you around you think about you I'm like I feel held I feel safe I feel held and like hey you be as it. big as you want to be you do oh, the yeah. damn
1: thing and that is so special oh, that makes me so happy and and I hope hopefully I am and because I I love aging so I don't mind being you know you're you're older me <laughs> that, be that I, at all I mean for me it's like I'm alive and I'm here bring it on I'm so grateful so you know I love if you look at me as an older version of where you will, can be, go be, whatever, because I didn't discover this until I was 47. Mm. Um, I wish I had what you had at such a young age. I I did not even have, I don't think, you know, you talk about the energy that we have together and feeling like this. I'm only new to that. That is only the energy that I'll chase now. I spent years being in the wrong energy Mm. years. and now well, of course you feel that love for me because I don't let anybody else in that bubble, period. And so that has been really difficult, but very intentional. And now that I live like this, I'll never live another way. But And it's never too late, but I just discovered it very late in life. And you are such an early adopter. You're like a baby of all this. That What an incredible runway you have because you already know this. I feel like you have like the keys to the kingdom because- (laughs)
0: I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't have all the keys, but I'm trying. I mean, I I feel grateful. I feel grateful that I fell into it early, but you know, I'm like such an old soul. I don't really, uh, you know, all my friends are way older than me, but like, I'm curious with that shift, like what changed for you when you said like, you found this when you were 47 or now, you know what it feels like to have that kind of connection. Like, what was it like before? And what was the pivot?
1: Yeah. I mean, sadly, the the pivot was losing both my parents mm-hmm. and having spent, and again, this is life. That's you people you love die. Like that's what happens. But I think having spent most of my life as a caretaker that when I was no longer taking care of parents and of course, being a mother, you're always taking care of your children. And just as a woman, I think in our DNA, we're caretakers. There's a tiny slice of my life that opened up that said, Oh wait, Christina, after all these years, this tiny space now can be about you. And that's when I just looked at Adam one day and I was like, you know, I'm dying for more creativity in my life. Like, I, I don't know where it's been, but I need it. And that was like the opening to, um, you know, again, nobody was ever giving me permission to spend time on myself. And that's what I always tell people. If you're waiting for someone to tell you, like, it's your time now, like there's no jazz hands coming, like that's just not how it works. And so for me, it just happened to be that I recognized I wasn't in an emergency state. There was a little bit of time I could open up to myself. And that was really, um, the pivot. Whereas now when I work with a lot of women, I always talk about like, we shouldn't have to either hit rock bottom or be so exhausted. We can't get up or, um, have a reason for pouring into ourselves. Like, why can't we proactively be in this state of, you know, fueling our own souls? Like, you know, I just, I didn't know that. So for me, it was sadly brought on by that, mm-hmm. um, that big change. It's interesting. You bring that up because
0: I was just, I was talking about this with one of my best friends. She just lost, uh, her father and her mother had already passed and we were just talking about that. She's like, it's a really interesting energy. Like when you lose both of your parents and it's just kind of like this energy shift where it's like, Oh wait, like that generation in my line is yeah. gone now. And I I'm like stepping into this other energy. And she yeah. said, you know, I'm, uh, she had a great relationship with both of her parents and it was very sad, obviously she said, but there's also this space of like freedom,
1: yeah, which is really it's interesting. So odd. It's so odd to say. And, and I can say this Um, and I don't feel bad about it, but I don't think I would ever have done the things I've done if my parents were alive. And I think it's like anything else, you know, sort of honoring that ending so that I could get into this new beginning that had to close for me personally. And so, you know, it's like anything else, right? Like I'm always going to choose to see the lesson in it or why the universe is doing it. And it's really just, I think, my own defense mechanism so that I'm not paralyzed and sitting in a closet. Like I need to know that there is something hopeful behind it. So for me, I think a way of healing was um once that was sort of contained, that there was a new life for me. And, you know, versus just kind of being swallowed by grief. Yeah. Um, you know.
0: I mean that's how it works in nature, right? It's like like there there has to be death for there to be a new beginning. You know, it's like how plants grow and uh, it is interesting how life moves like that. And even like kind of related to what we're talking about with business before too, of like, sometimes you just like, you like have to close up the chapter to like really let, to really nurture where you're at and like where, where you're headed, you know? So it really is those closings that like open up, open up the beginning energy.
1: Yes, agree.
0: Well, man, we already got into some, some juicy stuff. I have some questions that I like to ask people always at the beginning of episodes if you're down.
1: I am so down. Yes. Just to get to know you.
0: you a little more. I love you so much and I'm about to love you even more. <laughs> um okay. One, how do you like to start your day? What's your morning like?
1: My morning cadence and habit is exactly the same every day. Um, I get up a half hour before anyone in my house because I don't want everything coming at me. Boxers, emails, phones, I, kids. So uh, I walk down the stairs. I get my coffee out and I write on my little whiteboard what the day is. Um, I do about fifteen minutes of exercise, and then my whole house gets up and the day goes. But that's how I start every single day.
0: I love that. What's the whiteboard significance?
1: The significance <laughs> is during Covid. Um, my children go to a Montessori school and in Montessori philosophy, they write the date down. And because during the pandemic, we had no sense of normalcy. I was like, oh my gosh, I'll write it every day, Monday, April, whatever. And I started doing that and I film it every morning and that just became our habit. And even when, like, when we travel, I bring my whiteboard (laughs) Um, and it sounds so silly, but I know it to be true that developing, at least for somebody like me, that pattern of normalcy um, starts my day in a nice tone because it's mine. You know, yeah, I always true. say, like, if you wake up in a tornado, it's tough to get that day back on track. Mm-hmm. So, whatever it means for somebody, whether it's waking up to meditate or whatever it might be, I just know that that those few minutes of quiet. Um, yeah. I don't know. So I'm not annoyed. I'm not cloudy. <laughs> it's like you're not already at me. Like, like I totally get that. I mean, I don't have four kids yeah, and I don't I have a
0: husband, and I feel like that I'm like, I I will like tell everybody who works with me, like, or, or friends. It's like, until I have my morning pocket, yeah, don't yeah. come at me.
1: Don't come at no. me. It's, <laughs> it's like, you it's know. Very <laughs> <laughs> love
0: it. Yeah, I okay. Like it. I love that. I love that. All right. Next is what's a product you're really into right now. So this could be skincare, beauty. It could be something fashion. It could be a book, like anything physical. It could be uh, food, like what's a product you're enjoying.
1: Uh, A product I'm enjoying right now because it's almost Easter are Cadbury eggs.
0: (laughs) I love that. There we go.
1: There you go. Uh, Not only is it just the first thing that came out in my, my, my mouth, but you and I both have a love of beauty counter. So we know that. Right. Um, but I am such a brand loyalist in general. Like I'm a marketer's dream when I love something, I love it hard. And, um, you know, I'll talk about it all the time, but that's it for me. There we Very go. Candy. love it. What's your
0: favorite beauty kind of product? Tough.
1: That's oh. For me to say. yeah. Uh, I think right now I'm going to say the vitamin C serum. I live in Chicago, so getting an additional vitamin C is. I know yours is lip gloss.
0: Lip gloss oh, right I now for you. sure.
1: I'll yeah. You. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. But the lip gloss is good because it's not sticky.
0: Exactly. It's the only lip gloss I like. I'm obsessed with it. It moisturizes your lips. It does. So good. And 2022, yeah, yeah, 2022, I told everybody is my year of lip gloss. I never wore lip gloss before because it was so sticky and I didn't like it. And I feel like it just like shifted my vibe. It just like shifted my whole vibe. Doesn't it? Yeah. I agree. It makes me feel abundant. (laughs)
1: and if we don't take those small wins we've got nothing exactly exactly
0: oh my god okay love it okay next is do you know your like astrology sun
1: sign moon sign or any human design i'm gonna give you everything i know number one is i love all of that and i want more I want someone to come down and just tell me everything about me. Give me cards, give me things, give me, give me readings. I want it all. Um, I know very little. Okay. I'm a Libra and I know yeah. I'm a testing generator. I know I am an Enneagram two with a wing three. Um, What else can I impress you with?
0: Uh, I think, I think that that sums you up. That's so like you very much I love know. that. Oh, yeah. really? okay. Everybody listening will be like, oh yeah, no her. Okay. get it. I get it.
1: Okay, I don't actually even know what all that is, but I have done the work to to do that. But then again, very on brand for Christina, me, then I just like, don't do anything with it. It's like, (laughs) okay, why'd you do that? So I I do need to understand what that means. Well, the
0: manifesting generator is like very connected to what we were talking about before of like needing to have your hands in different pots. Like that's a very MG thing. Like you need that, but then you also have to have this consistent, Mm-hmm. time, like a check-in, like maybe once a month or once a week, maybe where yeah. it's like everything on my plate, do I still like, and yeah. it's okay to let go of things that you're not even done with, but you know, mm-hmm. you're built to have your, your hands in a lot of different pots. Mm-hmm. So
1: I love that. Thank for you, you Cause you're
0: just so creative. Yeah. Okay. I love that so much. All right. Last is of this little series is yeah. what's a topic you're really into right now. Something you're learning about, or you're just thinking about, you've been reflecting on like what's been on your mind.
1: Yeah, uh, I, this has been on my mind. Um, nature versus nurture. Uh, ooh, Tell me I, more. Uh, well, I've just been having these discussions with my son, who's way into philosophy. So he's bringing home things that I are way over my head, and so we've been having all of these discussions about, you know, how you come into this world and what you are, you know, predisposed to versus what your society, environment, and and in a lot of ways you know, it's a discussion there. There is not really a right and wrong. It's like kind of what you think and the product of the environment. And so much of what you and I talk about is our energy around us. How, how do you possibly not, uh, or how do you dispute that you are are either being fueled by that energy or it's sucking the life out of you? Yeah. It's like, wow. For
0: me, I feel like that connects to this other, like a related Conversation around just change. And I have this conversation a lot with people like, can people change? And yeah, I 100% believe people can change, but I believe most people choose not to. <laughs> <Yes. Yeah. laughs> like, yeah. That's the difference,
1: you know? And it change is kind of a bad word, right? Like yeah. oh, change signals something's wrong. Mm-hmm. When actually, when people say that to me now, which I get often, I say, thank you. Exactly. And yeah, I'm not fact, You know, how I haven't you, um, but, but in all seriousness, I think that's the other discussion a lot lately, um, is doing an audit of people in my life to understand that meet me where I am, not where you want me to be. And that's hard for people. And I understand why, but you know, the more we can embrace change, I think it just gives us so much more freedom to be who we want to be. And that's what we usually all feel suffocated because, we don't want to disappoint people. We don't want people judging us. We don't want people raising, you know, side eye at us. So change. That's why we don't do it. So
0: uh, 100%. And I feel like you of all people can probably like really relate to to this, but I think one of the, one of the biggest struggles for me has always been, I uh, outgrow people and things really Mm -hmm. quickly. And I always felt like, well, it felt like for me, in that process, and like growing up, mm-hmm. okay, do I have to choose myself and my evolution or having solid relationships? because I just kept feeling the fallout, and I kept feeling that pull of like, I would be going in this different direction, and these people over here, no, we don't like that direction. Like stay with yeah. us. And I kept feeling like upset of, of yeah. I don't want to have to choose, you know and and then that evolution and realizing, okay, well, when i find people who are also on that path you know um yeah. then you don't you know you don't grow outgrow everybody but i also just had to come to peace with the fact that i was going to outgrow people and things and that doesn't mean that they were bad or wrong but it's just a different season you know and i think it that's is. one of the it things is. that happens when you move quickly
1: it does and i think that there's just this fear of if i choose me will i lose you and a lot of times yes and are we willing to do that? And and again, sometimes yes, sometimes no, but um, that's hard. Isn't it much easier just to get up every day and do the same thing and not question that? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But for a lot of us, thankfully, we don't have that choice because we can't live like that. Mm-hmm. And so I do think it's our job to at least like shine a light for other people to say, you don't have to choose that. You may not want to, but this is actually an option for you. And And that's hard. And it's not easy yeah. and it's isolating and it's lonely and it's all those things. But I think the other side of it is the real, the real gift. Totally.
0: And I always, it's like, I would tune into it and I say, okay, if I choose this relationship over my evolution, then mm-hmm. I'm going to be in this relationship and resent that person. Mm-hmm. Not because of anything they did, but because I betrayed myself.
1: Yeah. yeah. So then
0: that's really not serving anybody.
1: You, you know, wise one, you wise one, you, <laughs> you, wise <laughs> one you. It's so true. But I mean, you yeah. say it, but you actually do it.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, I there's
1: do. A, there's a difference.
0: So, I think we all know my favorite part about my morning routine is preparing all of my beverages. It is truly why I get out of bed in the morning because I am so excited for all of my. Morning beverages, starting with Organifi green juice. This is my go to every single morning. It gives me a natural boost of energy and it's jam packed with so many superfoods that I used to take individually. Now it's all in one delicious green juice. And I'm super pumped because Organifi just came out with a new flavor. Yes, PSA, new flavor. This new flavor is crisp apple. So if any of you weren't a big fan of the mint before, personally, I love the mint but if you are more of an apple person you are going to love this new crisp apple flavor the new green juice crisp apple is made with organic wholesome hand-picked apples and it tastes like a fresh juicy slice of apple it has all of the same benefits as the other green juice flavor so you get your daily dose of ashwagandha which is amazing for balancing cortisol i like to have that every single day and then moringa, amazing for natural energy. Spirulina and chlorella, great for detox. Filled with so many superfoods that are designed to hydrate, energize, and support cortisol balance. Like I said, I drink green juice every single morning. It gives me that boost of energy without any extra caffeine. And I get all my superfoods just with one scoop mixed with water. So if you wanna get your hands on green juice, the new crisp apple flavor, you're gonna to wanna to try this out, just head to Organifi.com slash CTC and my code CTC will get you 20% off. So that's Organifi.com, organif slash CTC, and use that code CTC for 20% off your order. You really can't go wrong. I own literally every single Organifi product and I I use all of them genuinely. If you came into my house, I have an entire Organifi cabinet. I'm not joking, but I'm pumped for y'all to try the new crisp apple green juice. So delicious. And when you try it out, be sure to tag me on social media and let me know what you think. I really wanted to understand this about you. I see, you know, you now, and you are amazing, confident, extra in the best, in the best way. (laughs) And I'm like, have you always been like this? Like, have you always been just, I'm going to follow my intuition. I'm going to do me. I'm going to be big, bold, bright, vibrant. I'm like, you know, have you always had that personality or was that something Mm -hmm. that you developed or it changed somewhere? It's
1: so funny when I get that question. Um, I definitely think it's developed. Mm -hmm. I was never shy, meek. Like I was never that, but I also was never like outrageous or or big personality or, which I still don't think I am. I think I'm, it's funny. I I think I have sort of a a quiet presence in a weird way. I I know that my look doesn't suggest that, but I never want to be the person that walks into a room and takes over. Like that is not me at all. And in fact, despite that, I look with this, I'm not seeking attention. And I know that sounds crazy, but It's because I wholeheartedly can't show up another way. So I think it immediately invites attraction, even when I'm not asking for that, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. I know you're following. I know you are.
0: I'm totally, I'm just laughing because I, I told you this before, you're like, (laughs) <laughs> You're like the most interesting surprise. It feels like it's like, it's like it's like take it's like you get a chocolate and you think it's gonna be oh, fudge and you take a bite and it has jelly inside. You're like, well, I wasn't expecting that. And that's what I love about you because I feel like if somebody just like looked, no. like looked at your stuff, you know, oh, and then
1: no. and then your personality I guess is I guess like this. I mean listen, you'll love this. Like I have a minivan. So like I go to school, but <laughs> I get out and somebody literally will say, like, I was not expecting that. And I'm like, well. You know, it's got good, some good doors. So, you know, I get that often and people very nice would say, wow, I, I was kind of scared to go talk to you. I just didn't know what to expect. And like, you're the nicest person and you're, well, of course I am. So I just think that my outer shell does suggest something way different than what's inside. But I think it took me years to sort of um, develop more focus on myself. I think a lot of it was, um, and I write this in the book was when I got this haircut that was unexpected, because even though it's been a long time now, that sort of changed things for me. Um, But I was always someone, you know, it's funny when people say to me now, you know, why do you think you're so confident? I will always say this. I'm so confident because I know that I don't know everything. I will never try to show up as the smartest person. I don't come on this podcast with you and be like, wow, I can't wait to like throw out there the wisdom bombs and be so smart and be, no, I'm like showing up as me. You're either going to like it or you're not. And like, that's gotta be enough. Like I'm never, I'm not nervous anymore because I'm not pretending. I'm not, I'm not trying to be amazing. Like I'm really showing up as me. So if it fails, okay. If it does well, okay. Like there is no risk because I think when we hold on so tight that we want to present ourselves in one way, that's when we don't have confidence because we're always going to fail but like, if I just come as me, what are you going to do? Tear me down? Like you can't, you can't cause I, I'm not trying to be something. So I know it sounds so silly, but it's like, the more you can just understand that bringing yourself is just all you got. I'm not, I don't feel like, you know, I don't feel there's any space. I don't belong no matter where it is. Oh,
0: and it's so funny because I literally (laughs) I wish I could pull up the clip this question came up in my membership I don't know if it was last month or the month before and somebody asked me the question I had the same answer and I was like when I decided when I just let myself be like yeah I don't know and I I'm like instead of committing to try and knowing everything I'm just gonna decide like oh I actually don't know and then nobody can like poke at me because I'm coming in with like yeah I don't know
1: I mean, I say it to people all day long. They'll they'll ask me something I'm like, oh, I don't know, but I'm yeah. smart enough to find out. Like, I'll find out, or or oh wow, I've never done that before. Or I mean, I think there's a sense of, and again, this is difficult, but when I'm not trying to prove to you something, I'm just totally at ease. You know, it's like when I come in guns a blazing that I want to prove to you I'm something, I think I'm already I'm not coming in as me because I'm either gonna have like prepared statements that sound smart or I don't know, have a different. Motive for things, and I'm like tired. I don't want to do that. I just I have no interest in that, and you know, right? You know when somebody shows up, and isn't it so funny that, gosh, the people that want to appear so confident, it's almost like I can smell it. like I can see immediately you are so not comfortable in your skin, you know, despite that you're acting X, y, z, and it's like, wow, I just want to like hold them on the shoulder and be like, like, put your shoulders down like. It's all right, you know, and I don't know when we come to that in our life, but it it's helpful when we do soon rather than later.
0: One hundred percent. Well, I know I hit a point for me. It was like my anxiety was just so high all the time, and I always was like on alert because I felt like people yeah. were trying to like poke at me. And I was like, why am I making this so much harder on myself right. than I yeah. need to? You know, yeah. and that actually just opened up the space for curiosity, and I started to I started to become a lot smarter because. I was coming from a place of curiosity and I was learning so much from everybody around me.
1: Right. Well, (laughs) instead of being completely intimidated by a lot of people as we are, if we're lucky enough to be in a space, I always try to say to myself, no, I want to learn from somebody. So like, I'm going to be inspired by you instead. And like, what can I learn from you? Instead of, I'm not good enough to be here. I'm not smart enough. I'm not whatever. Instead, it's just like, okay, no, I'm going to be, I'm going to observe and I'm going to soak it up and I'm going to do all those things. And it just helps me because I, it leads to just a more peaceful life. Mm. I don't, I don't want to pretend, you know, that whole phrase of fake it till you make it, which I said for years is like, couldn't be further from who I am now. I don't want to fake anything. You know, it's like, but it, our society doesn't allow for that. Right. Like you have to be the best, you have to be the smartest, you have to be the prettiest, you have to be the, and like, none of us will succeed, you know, gonna you met with failure. Yeah. So You know, I just, I can't live that way anymore. It just suffocates me. I,
0: I totally relate to that. And I think that's also connected to like, you know, both of us love to create and make new things. And Mm -hmm. I, I feel like that confidence piece or that like living in the, yeah, I don't know is actually what opens up the space for everything to flow through me. Because when I was so like worried about uh, Mm -hmm. being right I had no creative room because I was already blocking myself from even like letting it out. Because in the back of my head, I was like, well, what if this is wrong or not good enough? And I feel like, you know, for anybody listening who feels stuck with creativity, like the more you just like live in the I don't know, I don't have to be perfect. I already am not going to be perfect. So it's fine. That's when all the creative stuff can just get out.
1: Yeah. Well, I think we don't really realize all the doors that we've closed before we've even tried to open them because we've already. Said, oh, you know, I can't really do that, so I'm not going to go that path. And I I really can't really do that. And it's an unknowing, but again, when you go to that other side of it, you know, it's you don't want to go back ever. You know, too exhausting.
0: Well, I want to talk about your hair. This is (laughs) like on my list of like things. If you saw this list of like four things, my
1: god, my hair is so crazy. Your hair is it's
0: iconic. Obviously, (laughs) it is everything. And I, I mean, I listened to your podcast about um your hair, but I'm like, I need more, please. So I Mm -hmm. I want you to like tell a story of like how you like cutting your hair and
1: yeah, Yeah, I'll tell you. Okay. So you're a baby, what are you 30? Oh my god, I'm 27. Oh Jiminy Crickets, you're 27. (laughs) Um all right. Well when I was 25, 26 maybe, um I worked in advertising. We were out on a um shoot for you probably don't even remember this brand. Baby, baby, uh, finesse hair care, which was part of. I know, know that Suave. brand. Yeah, brand, okay, Suave. It, it was that. It was PNG, and Gamble, and at the time, Heidi Klum is she anybody now? Even oh okay. yeah, she was our our um, model. And so we're out in LA, we're on the shoot. She's got all her celebrity hairstylists. We're out there for a couple of weeks, and the stylist kept saying, um, "I want to cut your hair." I had hair. Uh, down past my shoulders, my entire life, really long brown hair. And I kept saying, no, you know, I I don't want to cut my hair. Last day of the shoot, we're out in the middle of a field, like in a director's chair, not a mirror in sight. I finally say yes to sit down. She cuts my hair. I don't have a mirror in front of me. And I come out, your listeners can't see this, but with this, like, I don't know, Short, white, spiky hair. And if you are a woman that has long hair, it is your security. That is what we do. So suddenly my face was like, ah, oh, here's my face. Like there's no hiding it. I balled my eyes out. I thought I looked like a boy. I wasn't even dating anybody at the time. I was like, my life's over. She always said to me, this will change your life. That's what she said. And uh, I just started to own it after that. And it really became this like iconic symbol of me, which was not... I always say when people say even now, like, oh, you're so courageous to have short hair. And I laugh and I always say like, but I didn't really choose it. It, Like chose me. Like I didn't, it's not like I sat down and said, give me like the crazy cut number five. Like it just (laughs) kind of happened, you know? And so I can't even take credit for it. I don't know what made me say yes, but it was an epic change. And as much as we can talk about aesthetics or being shallow or whatever, how we present ourselves says more about us before, you know, we even open our mouths. So call it what you like, if you're not happy with how you are physically, that is a huge barrier to your happiness, whatever it might be. And so, um, it just was a big, big, I had to own it. And then it became this and now there's no going back because what do you do with this? Well, it's
0: so, it's so interesting because like, (laughs) I feel like when, when these I don't know, big shifts happen. That's how yeah. it, it it lands in. Like you don't choose it. It chooses you. Yes. I mean, it's yes. like when people ask me, why, why did you decide to write a book? I'm like, I didn't decide. Like I had some spirit to be like, that. you, you got to get this out, <laughs> you know, I didn't." But, decide. I will say,
1: but I will say, and not to sound so like cliche, but it's also because you are open to them. You're yes. like open to receive them. And that's the yes. truth. Like you like, true. now, now I feel like I'm like, give me universe. Me. <laughs> but you know, um, but you're totally right. I think sometimes the big moments find you. Um, well, so when you were
0: like, I just need more details, right. When you're in that chair, uh, yeah. did you not not like what are you going to do? Or were, were you like, did she, did the person not say what they were going to do? Like, did they you know, also I, bleach your hair? And, like, I swear,
1: and I swear on your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Cause, okay. So she was a little At- Italian woman with this really large accent. She was Meg Ryan's stylist at the time. Again, I'm really dating myself. That was like the big name at the time. And she kept saying in in her Italian accent, um, I'm just going to fuck it up. That's what she kept saying to me. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I don't know. And then I was also intimidated. Like there's all these hello, you know, Hollywood people around me. So I was like, okay, okay. And she kept saying to me, I'm gonna change your life. This is gonna change your life. And she kept saying, and I think it's funny now that this haircut did change my life. Like it was funny, but it's so true. It became me. And and I didn't know what she was doing. I really didn't. That's how dumb. Because I think again, like at the time, I wasn't asking questions because I thought she's the expert. I'll let her do her thing, not knowing she was cutting all my hair off. I mean,
0: I just, I, I think this is is a lot about, a lot about you that someone said, I'm going to fuck it up. Like, yeah, "Yeah, let's do it.
1: (laughs) Like Okay. And I, I mean, yeah. And then it got, you know, it got crazier over the years. And what I think is funny though, is I forget that this hair is a lot, your poor listeners that don't know what this hair looks like. We're really going to expect something.
0: We're going to post a video.
1: It's amazing. Well, it's funny because. I'll come down like for date night and I'll have like something on. And, and I'll say to Adam, like, Oh my gosh, my husband, do I need like another like gold necklace? Cause you know, I like a lot of stuff and he'll always say, and he'll put his hand above my head and he's always like, that's enough. Like we got it. Like, you know, <laughs> he's layering on, he's like, that is enough. And I laugh even now, like, you know, living through a pandemic with masks, I always felt like when I had my mask on people didn't know who I was. Like, I felt like I could hide. And I forget that with this hair, there's like there's no hiding, you know, cause it, <laughs> And I would be like, people still know who you are. Like, (laughs) let's be clear. So it's been a funny thing. And I think that that um, unknowingly, you know, really did shape a lot of who I was because I had to sort of own it. it. It was what it was. And, and now that I've lived with it, it becomes like anything else, this armor of you that it's just me. And so even when I feel like I felt this way, when I did Ted, like, am I too much? You know, is this hair too much? I, I like to wear white eyeshadow. Was that too much? Like I felt like, but I kept going back to, I can't show up as me any other way. So if you want the real me, then I gotta, I gotta bring that. Yeah. And that's not easy. Cause we think we're going to lose something if we do, or what's the consequence of it? Or do you not see me as professional enough? Do you not see me as credible enough? Is my voice not as authoritative if it's in this package? Like, and now I can with confidence say, I can lean into sort of the fashion kind of crazy fun side of me and still know I'm an authority on the soul work and women, you know, like all that other work. And I can have both. And I think for a lot of years I struggled with, if I showed that fashiony side, am I going to deter from my real message of what I want to talk about? Mm-hmm. And now I can say no. Well, it's so liberating,
0: right? Because it's like, this is all of me. And then, you know, yeah. at that point, like people are seeing all of me. So it's like, if they, yeah. if they resonate with me, they resonate with me. You know, it's like, I, I think about like, you got that haircut before you were with Adam. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, so by the time you meet him, yeah. you're like, this is me.
1: Yeah. Are you in or are you out? <laughs> <laughs> right. And I do think, and, and you'll resonate with this too. And some of your audience might, is that through the pandemic, a lot of us obviously had a, re- a awakening, Right. And, and I have found other people in my life, like you who only know this version of me, which make me feel the most comfortable. And it's funny because there are other versions of us that exist. And we realize that like a lot of times people meet us in our lives when we're at different stages. And that's a hard thing to navigate. Um, right. Because you only know this version of me. So I feel awesome because I can come be me. But now somebody I met five years ago that I might have lost touch with over the pandemic. If I see them now, I'm not even that person now. And like how you navigate that road has been really challenging. I know I got us off track here, but it just goes to speak that we're always reinventing ourselves. I think a lot, and that's not easy.
0: 100%. Well, and like we're reinventing ourselves. And then I, on the other side, I'm sure what's coming up for people. I mean, it's coming up for me is like, where are these places where, when I was younger, I was told I was too much. And so yeah. I stopped being that version of me. And I was just talking to my friend about this yesterday. I was talking about how, when I was younger, I was obsessed with rainbow, everything. Like I was obsessed with neon colors. I wore neon clothes. My room was an entire rainbow. And as I got older, I wore bright colors. And my thing was always makeup. Like that's always been my creative space. And I wanted to be a makeup artist. And I would wear like, bright purple, bright green, like, yeah. like intense, like, like I'm going to prom makeup every day. Yeah. And I just got, everybody was like, why, where are you going? What are you doing? That's right. too much. And so I was like, okay, I guess I got to dull it down. And it would be this contrasting experience of like, I would do this whole like art piece, like our art, artwork <laughs> with my eyeshadow. And I'd go out and people would like make rude comments. And I learned like, just stop, you know? And I was just thinking about like, I'm sure, you know, for me, it was the makeup, but for somebody else, it could be the clothes, You know, it could be your hair. And it's like, where, w- where, when was the time when somebody told you like, that's too much. And yeah. then, you know, you do that part. And is there a piece of you that kind of wants to bring that out again? I think that's something that's yeah. really interesting to explore.
1: Well, and I, and I do, and I love that. And also that makes me sad for like the younger you that told you, cause for me, it's like, well, every day should be the Oscars for you. You want yeah. to every day look like prom and make it every day, right? Like, every day is prom. Yeah. Right. And, and more to it. And in fact, the moment you tell me not to, the more I'm going to bring it, like that's the child that comes out on me mm-hmm. is like, cause people will say like, well, where are you going? You know, when I wear like my crazy jackets or something, I'm like, I don't know, target. Like, yeah. <laughs> Why do I? And then I get into this other track, which is I don't owe you anything. Right. Like that's the older part of me, which is like, I don't owe you one bit of explanation, right? Like the younger part of us is like, Oh gosh, you're right. Maybe I should take that makeup off. I'm really not going anywhere. And what is that suggesting? And now it's like, well, can I put more purple on, you know? And so, but that that's seasons of life and all the things, but, but I do think what you're talking about is so interesting is that if we go back to all the different moments in time where we were shut down and that's, those are scarring moments. And, you know, that tell us either, um, we're too much or we're too little, or we shouldn't be doing that. And that's, those are all the things that stop us from being who we are. And so those are wounds that, in my opinion, really take reflection time. And so wherever you're at on your own personal journey, like sit with that and like really take stock of why are you the way you are? We are all products of what we grew up with. Even if you grew up in a great house, like with a great family and there's no tragedy, there's still moments that that's why we are the way we are, you know, like I'm a, a, you know, totally recovering people pleaser and try to figure out why am I that way? And how do I fix that? And, and get a little bit better at it. But the reality is that if we don't do the work, like, then we just kind of keep creating the cycle. And, and like, I don't want to do that. Um, I just feel like, you know, you get one shot here and, and I'd like it to be the best one I have. So
0: 100%. And I'm like, it reminds me of, uh, everybody used to make fun of me because I was like known as I always ordered dessert first. And people were like, why are you doing that? And like my parents would get pissed. I'm like, well, because if I die in the next five minutes, I want to die yeah, eating my yeah. pizookie first, not my fucking salad, yeah. you know? So it's like, yeah. I, I got to live that way. And going back to, well, why isn't everyday prom? Why isn't everyday the Oscars, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, and there's something deeper underneath that of when people are saying that's too much. But at the end of the day, it's like, well, yeah. you don't know if when when your last day yeah. is. And so yeah. like, I want to feel like a queen today. And And yeah. the thing is, it makes you feel so different. I mean, the hair, the clothes, yes. like- you know, when I actually put on jewelry and like a cute outfit, I mm-hmm. show up differently. Like I feel so much better. And I think there's something to like, well, why have we been suppressed uh, to dull ourselves down? And then how is that making us feel? And then when we feel that way, how are we showing up different?
1: Well, but the other thing too, is you're doing it for you, right? Like, I, I mean, if I had to feel that I had to get ready and show up because of everyone else, that's a much different energy than I'm doing it. Cause it makes me feel good about myself. Yeah. And like, that's got that, that's enough. Right. And, and you're so right about, you know, I joke. Um, and I've talked about this, that I was, this is a funny story, but we were lucky enough that Adam was nominated for an Emmy. So we got to walk the red carpet. Okay. That's not the story I'm telling you, and so you like clap and think that's amazing. The funny part is that we got to the theater, and I told Adam like wrap it around. We're going again, and he's like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "We're never going to be. I don't think back in this moment in time. And why are we rushing to get to our seats like everybody else because we are nobodies and we're nervous? I'm like, no, no. So everybody else walked in, and then we turned around. And we walked it again and we slowly went and we uh, looked at cameras who were like, okay, you're nobody. I'm going to put my camera down and had time of our lives. And that's the entire thing about ordering dessert first, which is literally, you know, seizing the moment to live your life in a way that you aren't promised tomorrow. And so whatever that is, I mean, if we're all waiting for these big moments, like most of the time they don't really happen. Like it's today, like it's now. So if you're waiting, I don't know what you're waiting for. Like if we're lucky, we have these great moments in our lives, but the reality is like, you know, I guess that's why my house is like a treat house. It's like, there's no special Saturday cereal. It's like, whatever. If you want Fruity Pebbles now, like we have Fruity Pebbles. Like, I'm not trying to say I'm not a healthy mom, but my point is we try to live every day. Like it's a celebration of a day. I mean, just because I, I think life's just too fragile any other way. and. I don't, I don't want to live so tightly wound. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right?
0: I mean, it's exactly that. It's like, you can't wait for the moment you create it and like, no one's going to create it for you. And I mean, right. I think about like, I'm really grateful that my mom would always say, uh, you know, like life is meant to be lived and things are made to be used. And I remember like simple things like the nice China. And I was yeah. like, well, I don't want to use it. It's on a special occasion. She's like, once a special occasion, like just use it. It's sit there forever, you know? And I would go over to other people like friends' houses and it would be like, no, we can only use that on Easter. And it's like, oh, but then why do we have it? You know? And yeah. I think what this what this also relates to for me that I think is I, I really wanted to touch on because I think it's so important because I've been thinking about it a lot is like, you know, you talked about like, okay, I like wrote my book in the drive-thru. <laughs> like yeah, like yeah. it's just you have to you have to create the space to bring the big things through. And when I think about how I create and how I've, you know, done a lot at like a young age and yeah. it's because I haven't waited until there was a good time. And I think this is something yeah. that comes up all the time. People always tell me, I just have to wait until this, I have to do that. And like, I know people, people in my life and people on my team think I'm chaotic. Cause I'm like, I need to squeeze this in right now. And they're like, You don't need to squeeze it and wait until things calm down. Guess what? Things never fucking calm down, you know? And I think like, I would love for you to speak more to that because I think, especially as somebody who has, you know, four kids and a husband and you have written a book and you've done a Ted talk and it's like, people are thinking, how do I fit all of that in? And I think part of the issue is they're, they're like waiting for the time.
1: Yeah. I love that so much because first of all, I think it's an excuse. I think that you've got to live in the in-between And that every day is filled. It's like living in between the chaos. Right. So number one is like, get very clear on what you want. You must not want it bad enough. I mean, not to be so tough love, but you must not want it because well, here's the truth. Um, I'm not going to not feed my kids. I'm not going to not pick them up from school. I'm not going to like miss a birthday. Like these are things that I would, they're non-negotiables, right? So the same thing goes for you. Do you really want to write a book? Because if you do, you'll find the time. So you're telling me by all the things that you don't have time for, they're not worthy enough of you. And so that's your choice. That's fine. But if you're trying to say it's because you don't have the time, that's false. It's like saying to somebody, I'm sorry, I didn't have the time to call you. I never say that. No, I say, I'm sorry, I didn't make the time. Because if you're important to me, you'll know it. And so that's just the harsh reality. I mean it's just a don't tell me what you can't do tell me what you can like i get a little bit frustrated and i don't need you to go do these things but stop telling me you want to do them and then you don't that's what frustrates me because your life is not any less hectic than anyone's on the planet and your time is not any more valuable than anyone it doesn't matter zero kids 12 10 jobs no job it does not matter you are the you know agent to choose what you want to do and I say that about the Starbucks drive through about how I usually write my books and do all the things because I really do in the notes in my phone It's because um, there's never a better moment than now. There will never be. If you think you're going to like light that candle and put the music on and go off to a retreat, like, I don't know who you are, but we're probably not friends because I don't even know how you live like that. Like I wish, but it's like doing it. You know, I, I use this as an example. I'll never forget. I was talking to a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours. And it was the night before TEDx. I'm in a hotel room with our whole family because I only got one room by mistake. And so we're all in there. I'm rehearsing like back and forth in a room that's like the size of a bathroom, telling people to be quiet, trying to do my thing. And then I stopped for a minute and I was like, no, I I thrive in this. I must thrive in the environment of life. And so instead of trying to um, create this incredible, magical moment to birth something, to do something. It's like, how do I live in life? And that's what you do. That's what I do. That's what many people do. But if you aren't, take a real look at why. And I think you're hiding because, and I'm not minimizing. And I know that you too, we have stuff. So I'm not like sitting on a golden toilet seat here. We all have stuff, but if you want it, it's yours. And, you know, there's just no way around it. I mean, I just—I don't really have a lot of tolerance for that. Sorry.
0: Uh, amen. I <laughs> like to echo everything you said. I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, I—I I feel the same way. You know, and you look at anybody who's like created anything huge in history, and it's like they—they mm. they decided I'm going to make it happen. You know, they didn't wait. Well, it's like, are, wait.
1: are you complicit in not making your dreams happen? Well, yeah. Like, mm. and I'm not saying it's easy, but do you want it? Like, I would get up at 4 a.m. to rehearse for TED because that's when my house was quiet. Now, don't. I don't need a violin playing for me. I wanted it. I, that was my choice. So I did what I had to do. So, you know, I always say to somebody, what are you willing to sacrifice to do what you want to do? Because I think people are hoping that everything just magically lays out like, oh, when my kid goes to school or when I got that job or when I got that. And I just think that also to live that way, you're just like prolonging your life. And the other thing is make it clear that these eruptions and grenades will be thrown at you your whole life. There is no, it's coming like today might be great, but I don't know what tomorrow is. So that's why today, you know, we will have lucky charms for dinner. Like, I don't know what tomorrow is. So I just, that way of living is just so powerful. And I'm so happy that you as my friend do that because what a shame to not live that way. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's the only way to be. And I found that like, honestly, when I have like made extra space, like I was thinking about this, like last month I had booked this hotel. I gave myself this. Little, Cause I feel the,
1: like, I'm, yeah, this yeah. four
0: day, like thing to write my book. And I, it was like, I was sitting there in my robe and I'm like, it's yeah. noon and I haven't started. I was like, I'm not I feeling it would, right I, now. I think
1: I would have like put Netflix on. Yeah, exactly. When I, when I manufacture those moments, I don't thrive. It doesn't work. Like It doesn't, because I don't think it works that way. That's why we were talking earlier too. Like when you're in the flow or you're like, you just got to go. There's, yeah when you have to give birth, like it's coming out now, I don't give a shit where I'm at. Like I'm having a fucking baby, it's coming, right? It's coming. And so I don't know. And it's just so much more liberating to live that way.
0: 100%, 100%. And I think it's like when people, I'm sure people might've asked you like, well, how did you know it was time to do a TEDx? It's like, it just was, it just,
1: it, there wasn't, I, there was not, I'll never forget. I was like, I think I should do a TEDx. And I'll never forget, Adam would always say to me, cause I thought it was a, quite a hellacious product, you know, thing, He'd always say to me like, you know, you chose this. Like, <laughs> not only are you not getting paid, no one's making you do this. Like you could actually pull the plug anytime. But I think that when, and, and, and in all seriousness, if you don't naturally operate that way, if you just allow yourself, like you said, to live within an unknown and just be open to how you want to feel things or do things like, I think that's why those things happen because you get there in your own time. You're like, okay, well, I did that. Well, like this could be fun. And because you're not so tightly wound to the outcome, you let yourself do it and you let yourself do it because you're also surrounded by people that care and love you and they'll support you. They don't care. You don't care. If I did a Ted talk, you could care less. So like when you're in that right energy, you get to try life on. And, and instead of it being, you know, a death sentence, it becomes like fun because there's just not a real big risk. The risk is not doing it
0: one hundred percent. I mean, it goes back to the confidence conversation, right? It's like yeah. even just as they're describing it, it's like there's a peaceful energy to it, not this pressure to be perfect. It's like, can we yeah. actually make it fun again? You know, but yeah. with that, I know I know that the TEDx is I mean, I can't even imagine. and if, for anybody who hasn't listened, uh, we'll put the link in in the show notes, but Christina's TEDx is so incredible. Like, I mean, and I got to hear bits before you, you, before it was released on video. And I, it just, I think all of us were like crying when you're we listening to you. like so moving. So definitely watch it. But I want to hear about like, you know, cause it's been a few months now and I want to hear like, you know, what was that experience like? And like on the other side of it, how do you feel about it? I just want to hear like reflections, I guess.
1: Well, and you know, I hate to say like so many like cliche things, but it really was about the entire nine month process that transformed me less about the actual end standing there, giving it being done. It was about looking back at all the hard moments that I really just wanted to stop and I didn't. And so if anything, I feel like now that that's sort of behind, not behind me, but I think we all need certain badges or credibility to feel that we are worthy of something, right? Like whether or not it's, you need to get a coaching certificate or a degree, or for me, for some reason, Ted was a stamp of authority. I don't know why. So the real reason for me that I wanted to do is because I wanted to say I'm a TEDx speaker, which is so funny because now that doesn't hold that weight for me anymore, but that's and just all honesty is why I wanted to do it. I wanted to say that's what I was. I wanted it on my bio and I wanted you to know that's what I did because then suddenly you're going to think different of me, right? That's what it is. And the funny thing is once you walk through the fire, you realize that's really not it. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not, I mean, it's great. Nobody cares, by the way, nobody cares. Nobody cares about you anyways. But it it was more about me putting myself in a position that I felt so wildly out of my league that I could turn around and now say, oh, I survived that. I do belong and I'm okay. So now the, the real gift on the other side is a little bit what I said before was that I don't feel like there's really anything that's not available to me or an opportunity for me. Anything. I mean, you know, if Oprah wants to have me for lunch, I'd feel like, okay, I'm a good counterpart. Like, and I don't mean that arrogantly. I just mean, I don't feel that I, that I can't show up in a space and just bring me. And for some reason, for me, it was Ted it does not have to be Ted. It could be whatever somebody's thing is. But for me, that was sort of the um, like the vehicle to seeing myself. Mm. I don't know why, but that just happened to be it. So again, I don't want to hang my hat on Ted. Cause it's not Ted. It just, that was for me like this ring of something unachievable and And so whatever it is for somebody else listening, whether it's a podcast or a book or whatever it is, because I didn't feel that way about the book, you know, and I think it's nice to write a book and be an author and bestseller, do all those things. But I didn't feel that way. For some reason, it was this for me. And, and having now gone to that side of it, it's like, I just have ultimate peace that like anything's mine for the taking. And I don't mean successfully. I just mean, you know, if you want to go for it.
0: Well, I think that's really interesting because like, I kind of do want to get to the bottom of like, well, why was it the, yeah. the TEDx? Because it's true. It's like, you know, certain things that feel like, oh, that's really the expansion point for me is not going to be that for the other person. Yes. Like, yes. and it's like, I think it, it cause it is hitting on an edge. It's like, so what was it about Ted that for you, you're like, I don't know if I can do that about like Ted in particular and about that process. Like, what was it that it taught you? Oh, I do have this within me.
1: I think for some reason I felt like maybe you'd think I was smart. Or maybe you would think that I was like worthy of, you know, a message on a platform or that I'm, I think also, wow, now we're like, we're getting into therapy, but my whole life, everyone has thought like, I'm just so nice. That's about, I'm just so nice. And I never felt that, I, that I would be looked at, um, I guess with credibility, which sounds so weird because, you know, I had a big career and all the things, but you know, it doesn't matter. We're still little Christina, you know, we're still in our brain of those things. So for me, it was just a badge of, you might think I'm better than I am if I have this. And, and so, and that's just the truth, right? Um, And I, like I said, I don't know, it wasn't the other things I've done in my life. It wasn't, you know, I was a vice president at 29 and all these things, but none of those things didn't do it. This just happened to be this. And for whatever reason, I think that allowing yourself to experience it and be very in touch with why you're doing something, which I don't also berate anybody. Like you want to do a, a something because it's going to give you a title. That's okay. Just be very clear. I don't judge, but like, just be clear on why you're doing it. Cause if that motivation is only going to get you so far. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think, you know, I, I mean, it's living proof of this idea of like, it's not about the Ted, it was about that nine months in that process that like called you up in a different way. And that's really what it was about, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, when we're living in the illusion that, I mean, it's like, it's like a book. It's like, it's, it's not about just like, okay, I released it. It was everything that shifted within me and how that opened me up, like through that entire, yeah. entire I mean, process. There's
1: no doubt you're a glorious launch party and all the wonderful things. Those aren't necessarily the moments, right? I mean, yeah there are moments that only you're privy to that, you know, the transformation that happened for you to actually take that process. But again, not most of us will take the leap because we are already attached to the outcome of how we think we will be successful with it. And when we don't think we are, that's why we don't want to do it. Because I don't, I don't want to be looked at as a failure. I'll never forget a friend a few years ago when I said I was writing a book. And even when I said I, I was going to write a book, I like could almost giggle. Like it felt like too big for me. And I would say, and I'll never forget. She said, and I said, you know, here's what I know. All my friends will buy it. They'll tell me it's great because they have to. And if it's a failure, who cares? Like life moves on. And she would always say like, but you did it. People say they're going to do it, but you still did it. And that always gave me great comfort. Like, okay, you're right. Like no matter what, I at least showed up in this life to do it. Mm -hmm. And like, that is what I hope gives people the license to like, just try, you know, if you have the right people around you, it doesn't have to be attached to any sort of success. It just doesn't. It just doesn't.
0: I was thinking about this a lot because I was like for me personally nothing frustrates me more like within myself, my relationship with myself when I say I'm going to do something and I don't do it. And I realized like the thing that gives me satisfaction isn't even the quality of what yes. it is. The thing that gives me satisfaction is did I get it done? Like, did I show up? Did I keep that promise to myself? You Mm -hmm. know? And I think, I mean, that's exactly what you're talking about. It's like, just, just do it, you know, but you know, I, speaking of taking the leap. Yeah. I really, I really wanted to ask you about this. So I was listening to, um, your podcast, which is great. Amazing. I love your podcast because it's like bite-sized. I can keep up with it. And you're a great storyteller. Oh. But one of the things where I was like, um, "I'm sorry, I'm like shook by this," was oh. this man with an axe coming into your house, and oh, you. God. Okay, I'm sorry, you guys. You have to listen to this episode. Um,
1: right. But I, I'm like <laughs> it's crazy. It's I was
0: like, crazy. "Is this a, is
1: this real?" Like, it's a it's a crazy episode. The, the episode's called "The Staircase," and <laughs> and it is real, and every word is real. And long story short, a man with an axe came into my house when I was like in high school and I told him to leave and he did. And again, it's not until somebody says, get quiet and think about yourself, get quiet, think about your past, get quiet, think about, and the episode is really about your gut and intuition. Because again, you asked me what I would do. I would say I'd hide under the bed, like, right. But you don't know. And I don't need to tell you this how you're motored on the inside and what comes out comes out. And that was really the idea behind that episode, which was like, trust your gut. Like,
0: well, I want to know when you were, I mean, if you remember, like when you're walking, was Um, there a piece of you that was like, this is not a smart idea, but I'm just going to do it. Or was there a piece of you that you're just totally calm? Like, Oh, I know what I have to do.
1: No, I remember I was like sitting in my dad's chair in his office and, and I was on the phone with the police and they said, stay on the phone with us. And I literally took my retainer out. I had a massive retainer <laughs> took it out, put it on my dad's desk, dropped the phone. My dog was at the door, took the chair, moved it out. And I went to the very top of our stairs and it was, it was an out of body because my mom was screaming at me. Like there was no decision making happening like at all. I guess that's what you do. Right. I mean, in- that's what you in an emergency. You yeah. Don't think you do good or bad.
0: Yeah. Well, it was, I mean, I was listening to the episode and I was like, I definitely am that person where it's weird. Whenever there's been in a crisis situation, like it's like, I just change and I'm calm and I'm collected. I, I, I know exactly. What,
1: calm. Yeah. Yeah. I think like something wouldn't... takes over. Yeah. Well, and that's why I said like, a lot of us don't even know like how, you wouldn't know, like, are you somebody that gets super calm or you freak out or you, and that again was what we were talking about, just about, you know, trusting yourself. Um, and yeah, crazy story.
0: But it's just, it's funny
1: because, okay.
0: Thankfully my whole life is in a crisis situation, but when you're describing that of like, you know, I wasn't even making a decision consciously. I was just like, moving, flowing. Like it was just what I was doing. I'm like, honestly, that is how I live my life now, which is why none of it makes sense. And I think that's connected to like, when we're like, just make the moment right now. I'm like, it's not a conscious choice. Like, yes, I'm choosing to make the moment, but I'm not actually consciously choosing. I'm just like, it's just happening.
1: Isn't that beautiful? Cause that just means you're in flow, right? Like that just, mean. I mean, I I love that, because you also are just trusting for lack of a better word. You're trusting the universe has you, so you're just gonna you're just gonna go, right? Like that is like the most beautiful thing, because I think is that what we all want to just be able to like step into that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I want. But it.
0: It, well, that's how you are, though. I mean, look at that situation. I mean, I you know. I mean, it's, it's but, like it's intuition. It's intuition. It
1: is, but it is funny because again, if you stop and quiet yourself you find maybe not that dramatic, but moments in time that you go back and go, Oh, wow. Okay. That's a really big part of my personality or wow. That was an early indicator that I operate like that. Or, or while, you know, part of my childhood was like this, that's why I'm like this because again, good or bad having, having had great parents we're wired because of our experience. Right. So, you know, To me, that's where it's like, are you working on yourself in that way and investing time in yourself? And I hope that people start to do that because I was like a late bloomer to that and it's been significant.
0: Mm. I mean, I don't feel like you're a late bloomer to it though because when I'm thinking about like everything we've talked about in this whole conversation and when you're like, you know, it's just authentic for me to like show up this way and wear my big poofy sleeves and like, you know, be all of me and do this stuff. It's not like you're consciously you know, in that morning, like, I want to wear this, but what if mm-hmm. someone says something yeah, like, yeah. like this thing every single day, that'd be too exhausting. It's just authentic to, yeah. to who you are. And I think a lot of people will ask those questions like, well, how did you get the courage to do X, Y, Z? And, and I'm like, I didn't feel like courage. Like it was just like, just what I did, you know? It was just that's, that's, for you. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's, that's true for you. Yeah. Right. And that's where like, for me, yeah. I think about confidence and I can go so many different angles, yeah. but when you are just like, like living from, from your gut, from your intuition and like being authentic, this feeling of like courage isn't required. It's just the flow of what comes out next.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's why I think your book is so beautiful. I mean, I think it has all of those pieces though, to give you that encouragement to kind of keep doing that. And I think we need those reminders.
0: Yeah. I think we all do. Well, my, we'll kind of, you know, wrap, wrap things up is, if somebody is listening and feeling like they're struggling with confidence, they are struggling to like step into their extraness and like show everyone all of themselves, like where, where where's the starting place? Like what, what, what do you want to tell that person?
1: I mean, I think number one is to look around you, you know, literally and figuratively, where are you surrounding your energy? Like, are you, and again, like I'm going to pretend that you work all day, you have a family, you know, life is crazy. You're not like going on vacation. It's just like, it is what it is. You figure out what makes you come alive. Do you need to, um, maybe you can't join a group or something, but where do you come alive? Do you need to like watch a show about fashion? Do you need to like, where, where do you, do you need to read a book that makes you think that there's hope and possibility? I mean, for me, it's about surrounding myself in energy, And again, it can either be really with someone, it could be in a community, it could be with a book, it could be, I just know that I, I need to be reminded that there is like hope and possibility in this world and things that like light me on fire. So if you want to, you know, have that within yourself, but there's nobody there to like light the fire with you, that's really lonely. So I don't know, is it listening to a podcast? Is it whatever it is, like start there because I want to be realistic. You know, we all can't like go on a retreat. So, you know, I wish but so what is what is the a realistic thing for you that and I would say that I had no idea how I was draining my energy by giving it away for free, by um not having it reciprocated. And you know, now that I'm very clear that I only give my energy where I want, when I want, to who I want. I wake up every day happy because I'm not giving it away anywhere. I don't want it to be, you know? Ooh,
0: I love that. Taking responsibility for your energy,
1: (laughs) energy givers,
0: (laughs) energy drainers.
1: Make a list. (laughs) I know, which is why I like, I have you and maybe two other friends now at this point, because I've caught out so many people in my life. Cause I'm like, I can't, I just cannot, I cannot.
0: I get it, but it gives you, it gives you your, like your life force back, your spark back really, you know, and the depth of connection is so much stronger, you know, like,
1: well, and then I get to give it where I want, like, isn't it? And I know we got to wrap this up here, but isn't it the truth that sometimes we give so much every other place that actually isn't of importance by the time somebody that really needs us, we've got nothing left. Like, why would I give my energy away all day? So by the time my kids get home, I'm too tired for them. That makes no sense to me aren't you like my, you're, you're, you know, you walk on water for me here. So I want to give you the best of me. And the only way I can give you the best of me is by making sure I protect myself from everything else.
0: 100%. I, if this helps anybody, I was talking to a friend about that a couple of weeks ago. And I said, what I want you to do is I want you to literally write down a piece of paper, your priorities of who are my top five people. Like we're going back to like, I mean, I don't think you were in this energy, but I'm like my space top four, like honestly, prioritize it. And then ask, where I'm putting my energy, is that aligned with this list of priorities? And then you start to realize, Oh, I'm actually giving all my energy to people who are not on my top five. And it's like, well, that's not going to feel good.
1: No. And it sounds so silly, but audit your day, you know, where your priorities are. It's not going to lie to you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the truth. That's the tough love we need. Look at your day. (laughs) Right. What was your day? Like you know, it's not going to be a surprise. <laughs> the answers are
0: there. Oh, oh my god, I love this. Well, I could talk to you forever. Obviously, so much it. good stuff. And yeah. uh, you know, we'll put all of the links, to everything, in in the show notes. And everybody definitely pick up Christina's book and listen to her podcast and listen to her TED talk and just immerse yourself in all things Christina Glickman because I am obsessed with
1: you. I'm obsessed, uh, I'm obsessed think, with you. I, you. 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 I love you. So great. And I forgot we were doing a podcast. I thought we were just talking. So I hope there's something That's here the for best. our listeners because you're just the greatest.
0: Oh, I love you. So can you just tell everybody uh, where they can connect?
1: Yeah. I mean, the easiest way to connect with me is on Instagram, just at Christina Glickman. My whole life lives there. That's it. Perfect.
0: At Christina Glickman. All right. Amazing. Thank you so much, Christina. Yeah. I love you. Love you too huge thank you to Christina for coming on the podcast. Isn't she so amazing? I love her so much. Her energy is just infectious. and always makes me feel incredible every time I chat with her. So if you wanna connect further with her, you can do so on Instagram at Christina Glickman. Be sure to check out her book, Extra, The Art of Being, and her TED Talk, which is in the show notes, and then also her podcast, which is incredible. And if you just search Extra without me, Will find it. If you did enjoy this episode, be sure to take a screenshot and share it to social media. Tag me, tag at Christina the Channel Pod, tag Christina Glickman so that we can all say thank you and see that you're listening. And it always means the world when you do share the podcast to social media. It really helps us grow the community. And I always appreciate that support so, so much. So that's going to be it for today's show. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next time.